In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Brendan Kilcoyne, coming to you with the Brendan option. Math and Rye, courtesy of Immaculata Productions. If you're enjoying our efforts, uh, you might consider it a support. First and best way, hit the subscribe button. But we do not despise uh, filthy lucre, hard cash, ill-gotten gains. No, I don't mean that. So if you can send us anything, the price of a cup of coffee can make a big difference. You know, other groups have used that. Uh, it's, a, it's a great idea. You know, the price of a cup of coffee, if enough people do it, can make a huge difference to a little operation like ours. Anything you can do for us. Uh, I thought I might talk a little bit about death. You know what the Americans say? Two things absolutely definite. Death and taxes. Yeah. So we deal with a lot uh, with it a lot in the priesthood. And it's, it's one thing we still deal a lot with. Uh, because I notice... I'm not sure why that is, but I notice that uh, even though civil marriages are on the rise, people still come to us for baptisms and still come to us for funerals. I'm not sure if it's because they can't think of anything else to do or if it's some residual faith or a mixture of both. But I want to talk about that briefly. It, it deserves, like all these topics, a far longer treatment, which we, you know, we'll do. We'll, we'll get to that in the long term with your help. Okay, but we will get to it. Look, the first thing I'm going to say to you straight out Death is a catastrophe. And anyone that tells you anything else is not only no Catholic, they're no philosopher, and they have no sense. They don't tell me, oh, my uncle Seamus, he just wanted to die. He was suffering from cancer and he just wanted to die. Seamus didn't want to die, you noggins. He wanted the pain to stop. He wanted the awful sense of being unwell to stop. He wanted you to stop being upset. Go away out of that. He just wanted to die. Or somebody else. My friend was so depressed. They didn't want to die. Depression is terrible suffering. They wanted the suffering to stop. Nobody wants to die. We want to live. We are made to live. We're living machines. We're very cleverly designed for it. Death is a defeat and a disaster. And our Lord Jesus Christ, the personification of all wisdom, the completion of the Old Testament, himself, in his flesh, while he lived on earth, wept helplessly in front of of the grave of his friend Lazarus. Shook before his own impending death. It is not a small matter. So I don't want to hear that rubbish. You can take that to another shop. Because I've never seen anybody who wanted to die. The second thing I'll say to you is that somebody who says they were resigned, they were ready, they, they, they accepted death. No, they didn't. How does your mind encompass something like that? Death is the end of the world. Because that's the only world you've known. How do you resign yourself to that? Tell me. 
to resign yourself to that, you would have had to understand the origin of the world, its future, its its essence, its entirety. What, what human mind can understand that? You understand that? No, please don't talk about such great and, 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 and mysterious things as if they were nothing, okay? Right, the next thing you may say to me is, oh, typical priest, you know, you're trying to whip up a bit of mystery, you snake oil salesman. Listen to me, my friend. I don't have to whip up mystery. The mystery's there. I'm just drawing your attention to it. Maybe you can find somebody who can do it better. Death is a cliff edge. And if you drop a stone over that edge, you can listen for 20 years, you won't hear it hit the bottom. We live on that edge. But death shows us. Death isn't the light going out. Death is the lights going on. Death is where you'd realise the death of another, where you've been for the last 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years. Eating and drinking, going to work, coming from work, getting up in the morning, going to bed at night, loving, hating, praying. Now the light's on and you see where you've been all that time. You know, they say when the electric light came in in houses in the 50s that people were shocked to see all the cobwebs. They hadn't realised how dusty the houses were. <laughs> and it was because the old oil lamps didn't show things. You know, they, they didn't fully light up the house. Death is the electric light where it goes on. And then you see, Diazire Diazilla, as the, as the hymn, the medieval hymn says, Day of Wrath, that day, that day. Then you see, then you see where you are. That's the first thing I want to say. Don't be ashamed of your tears at the death of another and don't let anyone try to make you ashamed of them or tell you to stop. We should weep at the death of those we love. Blessed are those, there's an old Irish saying, blessed the corpse, the tears fall on. You should weep for those you love. There's nothing wrong with it. It's not, it's not impious and it's not weak. It's, it is a beautiful thing to do. And it doesn't mean you don't have hope and it doesn't mean you don't have faith. It means that you're a man or a woman and your heart breaks before the mystery. That is, that is a terrible thing and a beautiful thing. The next thing I'm going to ask you is when you bring your loved ones to the church to have them buried, for the love of God, don't desecrate it by going on as if this is a celebration of somebody's life. Will you stop talking nonsense? Will you accept and respect the extent of what has happened? How can you celebrate somebody's life? You don't even understand it. We're ships that pass in the night, we're mysteries, ultimately incomprehensible to each other. Now I think I know what you're saying, and there's an element of that in the sacred liturgy and the Requiem Mass. We give thanks for the life, sure. But this isn't a retrospective. The Requiem Mass is, is turned towards the cosmic future, like the altar in the east window. It is turned towards the east waiting for him, as, the, as your mother or father, when they're buried, will be buried with their feet towards the east, waiting for him. We die in hope. 
So when you're going, everything you do in the sacred liturgy should reflect that hope. Do nothing during the Mass that would take from the tremendous sense of, of melancholy and yet of hope that should be there for the Mass. You know, in the old liturgy, the priests used to wear black vestments and then everyone said what a terrible thing it was to wear black vestments. We're Christians, we should wear white. I say to you what a cruel thing it is in a society in which it was, the culture is that death was represented by black. It's actually represented by white in China, I think. But in our culture, it was represented by black. What a cruel thing to force people to be happy and joyful with their hearts broken when our Lord Jesus Christ had compassion on himself and those around him before death. It's cruel to do that. You're cruel to do that. I'm not saying the priest should wear black. I, I personally think it was actually emotionally intelligent. I think it was emotionally, it was emotionally kind and merciful. It recognised the catastrophe the disaster and then in that disaster on that blasted heath on that land of Mordor on that tormented ground that is where we set up the altar of unhewn stones and we offer the sacrifice and we call down God upon the altar in the midst of our grief and through our tears that is a requiem mass that is how a Catholic meets his God, her God, when their hearts are broken. And it should be done with the greatest dignity. I would, I'm not going, I'll go into details at another time, but I would just make a plea here. We're great at talking about honesty nowadays, is that we name it with regard to death and stop going on with this foolishness. Our ancestors were comparatively wise. Our peasant ancestors got blind drunk and beat each other up and down the parish when somebody died. Emotionally, that makes sense. Is it the right thing to do? Not for a Christian? No, I don't think so. But I think it's the more blessed of the errors. I think it's a lot better than some Egypt getting up to think that telling a few funny stories and making everyone laugh is, the, is, is sufficient to mark this. It is an absolute disaster. It can only be marked by the passion and death of our Lord Jesus Christ. It can be marked by the rigours and beauty of the Requiem Mass. And yes, you can tell a few stories about the person, provided it is clear that you are talking about an immortal soul who has gone to his judgment. This is a magnificent, sombre, beautiful drama. It is a real drama. Please don't take it and turn it into a cut price, affordable, cheap, tacky, manufactured, mass-produced emotion. Because it's not that. You have lived an irrepeatable and unique life. The day you are carried back into the church is the day of grief, and tears of thanksgiving and of unrestrained pleading for mercy and for the future. May God bless you, keep you, and when your day comes, bring you swiftly to him forever. In the name of the Father and the Son 
and the Holy Spirit. Amen.